Hi friends, and welcome to The Little Counselor Who Could, the podcast dedicated to the art of school counseling and being an advocate for every student. I'm your host, Samantha Little, a current high school counselor. Okay, when I say I have a fun episode, I have such a fun episode. Not only did I record this in New York, but I got to do it with two of my very best friends. We have been friends since freshman year of high school. We are coming up on our 20-year high school reunion. We live by coastal. Um, and so we got together for a weekend in New York. And it was just such a beautiful weekend that we spent together talking about how our lives are, where we've ended up, where we still want to go. And so this podcast really was a reflection of reminiscing on our high school experience, how we did and did not utilize our high school counselors, how our college counselors played a role, and kind of just the crazy topsy-turvy paths that we took um, when it came to the careers that we have had, currently have, and maybe kind of where we see ourselves ending up. So I hope you enjoy this. This was so fun to make. Um, And let's get started. First, I'm just going to start it recording because then I can, yes. then I can edit it later. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. You guys excited? Yes. Okay. <gasps> All right. Okay. So we are here in New York um, and I'm so excited to have Michelle and Brittany joining. So Michelle, we have the founder of Direct Her and we're going to get into your business. And what that means. Uh, and then I have Brittany, who's a senior customer success manager, which I just love that title. <laughs> and we're also going to get into what that title means. But the theme today is just kind of talking about, I want to get your guys' opinion on your high school experience, like the staff that you had relationships with and how that kind of nurtured or like fostered or created the identity that you took with you to college and maybe into your career. And then I just want to like get your views on college and like your college experience. Does that sound like a good place to start? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, and you guys just, it's not a, you go, you go just, you know, whatevs. Um, so I want to talk about, let's start with high school. Um, and tell me a little bit about the relationships you had with teachers or your counselors. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't remember any and I don't, but I think that's the point. I think I don't, I didn't have any strong relationships or impactful relationships that really shaped my journey. And I think if I, if I did, I would have remembered that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I don't remember anyone in particular. I don't remember any like conversation in particular Mm -hmm. that really shaped my, my path Mm -hmm. or helped me decide what I was going to do yeah. in terms of college. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really like remember anyone in particular. I know we have some teachers we really loved like Mr. Hallen. I don't want to speak for you, Brittany, yeah. but like, yep. I, I remember some incredible teachers, incredible yeah. experiences, but I remember it being more of like that class in particular in high school. Yeah. Then, I mean, I, I would say for me, less so school counselor, mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't even remember the name of my school counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in high school in 
uh, a medical academy, thought I was going to be pre-med and then took organic chemistry and decided that was not the path for me. (laughs) Simultaneously that same year, I had history with an amazing teacher, Mr. Ryan. um, And that year decided, never mind, not pre-med, I want to be a high school history teacher. So that did have a pretty big impact on me. I think that's that shaped. Huge, that's a huge jump. Yeah, big to jump. Like go from medical field to being a teacher. Yeah, all kind of in the same year. I was like, nope. <laughs> like shout out to the Ryans. Yes, yes. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. Mrs. Ryan. They were so good. Both very impactful teachers. And Mr. Helen. And Mr. Helen. Yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Helen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like Mrs. Ryan. I went into college as an English major, but just because I thought she was so cool. So I was like, maybe I can just be her and I can be like cool like her. Yeah. But I don't even think I I wasn't committed to that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That didn't last. Um no, yeah, I agree. I have another thing to add yeah. to this because Brittany and I talk about this, how we were we don't know how we ended up in honors classes or AP classes, but we were in them. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. ended up in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think we we challenged ourselves. Again, I don't I don't know how we ended up in them. But I don't remember a teacher or a counselor pushing us to go into that, or even my right. parents didn't push me in to go into it. Same. So somehow we, at the young age of 15, 16, 17, decided, that decided that's something to do that. To do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think that it would have been, you would have made a different choice had somebody explained to you? Because you said um, that you took AP classes, but you never took the test. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a huge part Same. of AP. Yeah. Like. Did no. you even truly understand what you were doing? No. Yeah. Not at all. No, I remember a lot of those classes were taught by teachers that were really well-respected, really, mm-hmm. really well-known, which is why I think we were drawn mm-hmm. to them and why we wanted to participate in it. Topics we liked. Mm-hmm. 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 Really interesting topics. Yep, exactly. But no, I don't remember it ever really being explained around what is an AP class and what do, what could that mean mm-hmm. for college credit mm-hmm. or how mm-hmm. could that help you for college credit and to take an AP class and like do really well and then not even take the test is such a waste. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, and I don't, this might, it might be my own perspective as a school counselor, but I feel like there wasn't, oftentimes students aren't brought into the conversation about their education and about why certain classes are important, Mm -hmm. why you're, why you're actually taking certain classes. Like you mentioned when we were talking yesterday about had you just taken one more year of Spanish, yes, that would have kind of changed the trajectory of your college, college experience. experience. Mm-hmm. And so not having those intentional conversations so that at the end of the day, you walked out saying, no, I made a choice not to take Spanish three. Right. Because I didn't want to, right? Whereas it was kind of like, well, I didn't take it because I didn't know. Right. And I think that yeah. that's, that's something I strive for, but I'm, I wonder if that's part of the issue is like, the counselors in our school weren't talking to us about why we were taking these courses, right. what it yes. meant for us. Um, exactly. They were not connecting the dots. They were not yeah. talking about like, oh, three, four, five years from now, you will be impacted this way or this will set mm-hmm. you up in this mm-hmm. way. Like they did not connect the dots. Yeah. And talk about that. And making like that educational decision for yourself. Yeah. 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 I don't remember that happening at all. Because then, yeah, you guys were in honors classes, you were in AP classes, and then you both started at community college. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that an active choice? Like, why Why that path? Why community college? Yeah. Yeah. 
A few different reasons for me. I felt really lost after graduating from high school on, well, let me actually back up. I didn't take the SAT core or I didn't take a prep class. I didn't take the SAT exam seriously. I didn't prepare for it. I didn't take that whole process seriously. And I know I've told you to this, but I didn't feel like I had anyone in my family really encouraging that or pushing, putting an emphasis on that either. Mm -hmm. Granted, I know that's something that only you can really control, but I, it never was, I don't remember like the SAT being talked about or really emphasized. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't put a lot of effort into it. So in order to like get into a good school, I didn't have, I didn't get a good grade on that or, um, score. thank you score on that exam. And, but it also was just because I wasn't sure what I was going to do, where I was going to go. Mm -hmm. I felt really overwhelmed and really lost thinking about college. I didn't feel like I had like one crystal idea or path. Mm -hmm. So, um, going to a community college was really good for me because it gave me the opportunity to get to mature mm-hmm. and grow up a little bit after call after high school and then figure out what I was going to do in terms of going to school, figuring out where that was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was not ready as a junior or senior in high school to figure that out. Yeah. So community college was a little unintentional, but it ended up being like the perfect path to just kind of get my feet on the ground and feel more mature to make a decision on what I was going to do in yeah. education. Yeah. Similar experience, I think for me. Um, financial reasons also. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Good point. Yeah. It was uh, much less financially <laughs> impactful to start a community college, especially because I think same that I didn't have a clear path mm-hmm. and I didn't even really know how to get into a university like that wasn't. It felt so daunting. It right? felt very daunting. Yeah. Um, and it felt like there was like a, almost like a VIP experience that absolutely. I was not, we were not a part of. We were not a part of. Like there was a group that it was like all of them went to, went to UC Santa Barbara. And I'm like, how do they even yes. do that? Santa like, and yeah. All that? yeah. Like, was that a, like a thing? Did I not get the invite? Yes. You know, to like yes. apply and yeah, I'm, I'm so curious. It would be interesting to see like what their experience yeah. was. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I don't even remember really in high school when I don't remember those being conversations of like, I'm applying to XYZ universities and this is how I'm applying. And it just, it wasn't really part of the conversation. So it felt like a much more natural path of start a community college, really understand what I want to do and where I want to go. And that ended up being for me a really perfect stepping stone. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Did you find that you used the college counselors? In college? Yes. For me at Sierra College, I have like a vivid experience of at first starting community college, I kind of just took classes Mm -hmm. that I thought were interesting, like trying to understand did I want to, did I still want to be a history teacher? Maybe I wanted to do something different and took that as an opportunity to take classes that I was kind of interested in, see if that would spark something different. And didn't even really have a great path at community college still. I was kind of taking scattered classes Mm -hmm. and finally one day sat down with a college counselor at Sierra college who looked at everything I had done and kind of said, if you do, you know, if you take X, Y, Z in the next semester, you could transfer to a state school. And I hadn't even really intentionally been taking classes on that path. I mean, even at that point, and that for me was such a light bulb moment of all of a sudden I had this door that opened 
And that next semester, I took well over a full load. I took like a 7 a.m. class. I was there I with one semester. I maxed out because oh, wow. all of a sudden I had, I was inspired. Yeah. I had a path. Yeah. I had a plan. I do really well with a plan. And all of a sudden she said, if you do this, you're in. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, That's, I haven't heard there that we go. Yeah. She was, so cool. that was one counselor that I, yeah, That's awesome. she made a big impact. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, that's an interesting question because I decided to go to Arizona on a whim, totally Mm -hmm. on a whim. So while I did a bunch of uh, classes at Sierra college, I went out of state Mm -hmm. and ended up going, you know, going out of state. So when I went to Arizona, I had to really lean on my counselor to understand what I had to take. That was not transferable because I was not Mm -hmm. intentionally planning for that. It was just Mm -hmm. uh, on a whim impromptu decision, but I did really lean heavily on this, the counselors at Arizona state university. I found them very helpful. Nice. I found them really invested. I found them really helpful and really genuinely caring and wanting to make sure I was getting the best, best out of the education and best out of mm-hmm. the program. And like, I felt like it was a really strong partnership, um, versus I did, I felt like I did not have that in high school. So, um, like yeah. looking back though, do you feel like you needed it in high school? Do you think if they had, yeah, I would had say that yes. conversation yes. with us, we oh would have gosh, been yes. open to yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yes. it it did always feel kind of like a like the access wasn't there. Correct. That's a great I, I remember you guys. Do you guys remember the building? Mm-hmm. Like you remember it, and there was like it was like everything was behind a mm-hmm, desk, mm-hmm. No, very like doctor office absolutely vibes, mm-hmm. and you were just like, oh, I don't think I can go back there. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't even know what questions to ask too. Yeah. It would have been so much more helpful if they were more forthcoming with information and educational with it. And you like coming to us versus Mm -hmm. it feeling like the students had to approach them where when you're a student, you have no idea what to ask or like what the process is. We're going to date ourselves, but it was 20 years ago, right. That we were there. True. More than that. And, um, you know, so I don't think they had the same level of what am I trying to say? Like, they didn't do the same stuff. Sure. Like, I don't ever remember them coming into classrooms and doing presentations. I don't ever remember there being like college and career fairs. No. I don't remember having like mental health, anything. Like, those conversations weren't happening. So it might just be the landscape has changed. And yeah, like, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And I remember my college counselors, I actually hated my college counselors. I thought they were useless. <laughs> but I mean, maybe. Maybe that's just my own experience. I kind of knew what I was doing. And I'm like, oh, if you're just going to show me this piece of paper, like I can do that. Where I feel like when they were really impactful, right? It's like really being intentional mm-hmm. and looking at you and saying, this is what you can do and, and listening to what your path is. And I think that that's really yeah. cool that you guys had that experience. Yeah. I think I st- you still have to really seek that out. You Absolutely. Really do that for yourself. You can't wait for someone to do that for you. How yeah. do we change that? It's a big question. It's a big question. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, how do you change that access? I think, I think you said the landscape is already changing, or at least Mm -hmm. I'm hoping like thinking of my, like my niece's experience Mm -hmm. in high school and going into college, I feel like very different, Mm -hmm. uh, much more intentional. Um, And I think 
Yeah, I think rather than, and, and this could just, again, this was a long time ago, so I could be remembering it incorrectly too, but my memories of a high school counselor were really just how do you graduate college? Or I'm sorry, high school. Mm-hmm. How do you graduate high school? Yeah. It wasn't really like, not even just to go to college, but like, what do you want to do at all, right? Mm-hmm. Trade schools, like what are the yes. different options? Yeah, what are yeah. the different paths? Um, different universities, what are the differences? What if you want this major versus mm-hmm. that major? Um, to your point, Sam, I think not only you having to seek them out, but them coming into classrooms and really having like more informational sessions. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember even like college tours being As I was an just option. thinking that, I don't remember ever having, I remember Ashford University came one time and they were in the library. And then I went home and I was like, I'm going to go to Ashford University. And it was like a religious college. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but it was the only experience you had. Right. So like, I'm going to go there. Right. It sounds great. You have to go to mass every Sunday. Cool. I'm oh in. Gosh. Yeah. So I'm in. Yeah. It's a- yeah. I remember a presentation on searching for scholarships on Google or online. I remember mm-hmm. like a presentation one counselor came in and it was like, you put in this key term, then you put a comma, and then you put scholarship. <laughs> something so basic yeah okay. yeah this is like 2002 2003 yeah the internet was yeah not great yeah. i mean that is the benefit now right is there the access, the access is much easier even if you're not going directly to a counselor mm-hmm. you have information's just a lot quicker easier to navigate yeah that's um, true but still i thought even even the process of trying to get transcripts and mm-hmm. oh apply gosh, so for annoying. financial aid. I mean, I don't know if that's gotten so much better, but it felt like for things that, for processes that were so common, I always remember thinking like, why are, why is this so difficult? Well, and I didn't know what financial aid was. Sure. I had no idea about financial aid until I went back to school. Oh my gosh. I was probably 22, 23. That's when I learned what FAFSA was. Wow. Like I never applied for financial aid before that. My parents just paid for it. Sure. Mm-hmm. There is just such a lack of resources, but there's such a lack of caring and passionate professionals. And that's why mm-hmm. the little counselor, to give you a shout out, and I'm serious, is mm-hmm. I wish there was more people like you. Yeah. yeah. Because it's sad. It's sad, but true, but there's not a lot. To of navigate like that yeah. full path. And I think also if you don't have, like, I didn't have parents who went to a four-year university. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I didn't have someone my sophomore year going, what colleges are you interested in? Like, let's go visit a couple. And mm-hmm. okay, where should we start applying? Like, there, that wasn't, and that's not to blame no it. Yeah, yeah, that's not to blame my parents at all. Like, they, they didn't know. They pushed me hard on a work ethic, but they didn't know at all either. Yeah. So there wasn't, I think that was another differentiator too, is if you have yeah, understanding how all that work translates mm-hmm. into college. And the timelines mm-hmm. and the processes and saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, yeah. we're going to apply for colleges now, which one's, you know, that wasn't understanding wasn't a conversation. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the SATs too, back to your point, the SATs were a huge barrier. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you didn't take them or you didn't score well. Back then, that was a huge indicator mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. you're not going to a university. And luckily that has changed. Yep. And that's really nice. I I really hope that colleges do not go back to mandating tests. Agreed. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that, that that, because like you said, oh, I didn't take a prep class. Like not everybody, those are expensive. Those are like thousands of dollars to do SAT prep classes. Right. And like not everybody has that kind of money. No. You know? And so then what are we saying about who's getting into college and who's not? 
you know, yeah. just privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think that's been a, that's been a longstanding so problem. Then your guys' degrees are really interesting now looking back, right, at your careers. So Michelle, you have a degree in nonprofit management. Mm-hmm. And then Brittany, you have, you have a straight up history degree. Social science. Social yep. science. Okay. Yep. The general social science degree. Okay. Don't you also have your master's for teaching? I have a teaching credential. Teaching credential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brittany, let's start with you, B. So you have a teaching credential. Mm-hmm. How long did you last in teaching? I was a substitute <laughs> teacher for gosh, maybe a year and then taught full-time in a classroom for a few months. Okay. And then I got pink slipped back oh, um, yeah. when I started my career. It was a really tough time for teachers. I got pink slipped, which is essentially laid off and they had to offer my job to any other more tenured teacher. Um, and when that happened, I kind of had to make a decision of, do I want to keep this grind? At that time, I was substitute teaching by day. I was bartending, waitressing mm-hmm. by night. And I had just gotten married and kind of thought, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I knew I loved teaching. I didn't want to get out of teaching necessarily. But the grind of trying to get into that career was wearing on me. Yeah, it was a tough time. Yeah, it was a tough time. So um Want me to go further, like in a minute? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I um, had a family friend who had just started at a market research company. At that time, I knew nothing about market research, um, but had a family friend who kind of trusted in my baseline skills, if you will, and kind of said, "You want to take a chance on this? Start at this company." And I, in my head, I thought, "Okay, this will be six months to a year. We'll wait out this the economy. Things will get better. I'll get back into teaching." Um, and I never left. <laughs> yeah, no, I never left. I got into market research and then that evolved into more um, software and tech. And I've been in that ever since. So it's so interesting. Yeah. It's such a leap, a big leap. I still use a lot of my skills, I would say, in my career now. A lot of those did transfer over really nicely. But yeah, it it was a 360 from what I had always envisioned. I, I felt like I had a really direct path. I was, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Then I quickly decided I want to be a high school history teacher mm-hmm. and put everything into doing that. Um, and <laughs> thought I would get back into that and then really just kind of found a different path and leaned into that really heavily. And I've been um, really grateful for how that all unfolded, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Two very drastically different fields. Absolutely. Do you feel like you, understood what being a teacher was going to be like? Yes and no. Um, I did a lot of, and again, kind of going back to Mr. Ryan, he was an amazing mentor to me as I, uh, uh, and also actually my, an elementary school teacher. She was Miss, she was Miss Fox, became Mrs. Doltz, but both of them really helped me along the path when I was student teaching, when I was trying to do community service hours. I would do those in a classroom. Um, that was always really, um, uh, teachers always told me like, you should do that. Spend time in the yeah. classroom, make sure this is something you really want to do. You understand what the day-to-day looks mm-hmm. like. And I felt like I did understand that. Yeah. Um, I did understand that, but yeah, it's still kind of, but ultimately it was a really rocky time. It was a rocky education. time. Yeah. If, so, it, yeah. if I hadn't have, if I hadn't been laid off, I, I don't know. I can't say what that yeah. would look like today if I'd still be teaching or not. Um, so what does your, okay, wait, tell me your title again. 
Uh, customer success. Customer basically. success. Yeah. So what does that mean? What do you yeah. do? So I manage uh, relationships, basically. Oh. Anytime we, so we have a software platform that we sell. And once we have sold that, I own that relationship. So I onboard the client. Mm. I teach them how best practices on the platform, make sure they're engaged, make sure they're renewing. And I work remote, 100% remotely. And um, yeah, I feel like I love the relationships that I get to build in that career. But I also get to use a lot of my teaching skills still. So I'm yeah. teaching them day to day how to do things. And, and you never went back to school. You never had no. to get like a marketing nope. degree. Or... I had to have a college degree for yeah. the, when I first started the job, I had to have a college degree, but it didn't matter what the degree was in. Yeah. Could have been in anything. Yep. Interesting. Michelle, what about awesome. you? Oh, okay. Degree in nonprofit management. Yes. What were you, what world were you saving? Everything. <laughs> Everyone. The planet. Um, I don't remember what I declared my major as when I originally went to ASU. I think I had to declare something when I went. It wasn't nonprofit management. I don't remember what it was, but then I changed it to nonprofit management because it was a brand new degree. Yeah. And I think it was, ASU was the first school to have it. And I was already enrolled. I was already there when this happened. And I ultimately picked that because I really wanted to work in the nonprofit world. And I thought that was going to be my career. And I, I saw that as a really fulfilling career path Yeah, to be in the nonprofit world. Um, cause I had spent a lot of time with like being involved and volunteering before that. So mm-hmm. I just had like experience with the nonprofit world and I thought it was going to be really fulfilling. So when I found out that that was a new major that launched, I was like, Oh, I love that. That feels like that really aligns with what I want to do. And it ended up being a great program. Um, I did a lot of different internships during my time at school as well, simultaneously while I was studying that all aligned to Mm -hmm. nonprofit work. And then after I graduated, I did work in the nonprofit field for a couple of years in fundraising. And let's see what else did I do. Yeah, the fundraising office at ASU, which is a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, And then I was also a cheerleader full time on top of that. And was just figuring out my life after I graduated college. I still felt really lost, actually, um, even though I was in the industry I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize there's not a lot of money in nonprofit. <laughs> I also graduated in 2008 where there's not a lot of job opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I randomly fell in into sales and customer success as well, like Brittany at Yelp, which they had just opened a new office in Arizona, brand new office that they were staffing up. And so that was kind of my first entryway into like more of a corporate, I don't want to say techie because they weren't super techie, but like startup environment, really Mm -hmm. cool and sexy to be a part of. And I ended up just kind of falling into that role, um, but really wanted to have more of a fast paced, scrappy startup environment because the nonprofit world was very slow. Yeah. Moving. There are lots of red tape. So um, I fell into customer success and sales and at Yelp. And then from there, I fell into HR and recruiting with them. And then that became my career and my passion. And I have grew that over the last 12, 12 13 years. Incredible. In terms of recruiting and HR. Yeah. Different companies. So Yelp was great for me from that perspective where they, that company, that time in my life really helped me figure out what I was what I wanted to do mm-hmm. in terms of my career, what made me feel fulfilled and excited. Yeah. 
So talk to us yeah. about direct her. Yes. Yeah. So over the last six, seven years, as I continued to grow my career in recruiting and HR, I had so many women in my network reach out to me over the years saying, I just got a new job offer. What do I do with this? I want to ask for a raise. How do I say it? How do I ask for a promotion? And just, I had so many women in my network that would reach out to me asking for help on what happens on the other side of the table, the Mm -hmm. HR side, the company side for these big conversations related to their salary. And what is very basic information for me was basic information still is since I live in that world ended up being like life-changing information for them when I would just coach them and tell them Mm -hmm. what to say and then started getting them results on how to get a raise and negotiate for things or just advocate for themselves. So I started coaching women just for fun. And then around six months ago, realized that there's a business for that. There's a need for that. And there's an opportunity to make it bigger than it was Mm -hmm. for me. So I launched Director. It's the online community where women get to learn or, or women learn how to earn more. And it's really just a product of my personal success doing that for myself, but mm-hmm. also for my the women I've worked with for their the success that they've had with advocating for themselves and getting more money. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a training and coaching and educational platform just to learn how you can advocate for yourself in a lot of different ways. That's so awesome. It kind of sounds like both of you, you started in one path and it's like, it's not a straight straight line not right? at all <clears throat> Sorry. um yeah it's not a straight line but it's also not like totally out of left field either mm-hmm. you know transferable skills transferable and... skills and so that's you know one mm-hmm. thing i i try to teach kids and i try to teach parents it's like it's not necessarily where you go to school mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily what your degree is in Absolutely. It's you know, so it's it's so more true. about those transferable skills you learn. It's more about having the piece of paper, mm-hmm. right? Because you went into this completely other field and it didn't matter that you didn't have a business degree or anything like that. It was like, you have a degree, you're good, you can start. And now you've built this whole career. And so it is, it's really interesting now looking back, right? To say, it didn't really matter. You know, at the end of the day, you can launch your own business and be doing this wonderful thing because you are kind of still like not not nonprofit, but you're still like helping and yes and absolutely. putting your gifts out into the world exactly thank you absolutely and it's it's so funny you say that because it it like everyone is totally on their own journey i know you have some great advice around this stuff too when you're about like graduating college and what to how to not get so stressed about it <laughs> but i think as your career goes on and as you learn more skills, it's really about your experience and it's really about how you, how you sell yourself mm-hmm. and how you pitch yourself to other companies for other positions where it's like, you're, you're pitching what you've learned, you're pitching your potential. And that's not a clear cut path for everyone. Everyone has their own unique skills that they are so successful in or their own unique special sauce. Yeah. And there is no straight, path unless you're a medical doctor or maybe even a, you know a career teacher like for mm-hmm. your whole career but I think I think you really just have to be open to different experiences that come your way yeah because it can really pay off in the long run yeah and right. not being so like 
I have to have this degree. I have to go to this school, you know, because that's going to make the difference. It's like, I don't think it does. I think companies are much more open nowadays. Hopefully they are continuing to be, but I think a lot of companies are trying to be less strict about hiring from certain schools or having certain degrees because it really limits the talent pool and Mm -hmm. it's really close-minded and they're, they're wanting to have more diverse employees. Mm -hmm. So I, I've seen a lot of companies get, be more open-minded around that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's great. Do you guys, like, I know, I mean, Brittany and I have kids, you have nieces and nephews, like, what do you want for them? What kind of experience, like, what would you change about your experience in high school, college, especially like related to like the staff? What, what, what do you hope for them? What do you hope that they can have? I think for me, uh, well, it's tough because I can speak also as what I, what I hope to do as a parent uh, for, for my boys as we get into high school and um, college years. But I think from staff, like from counselors, options, mm-hmm. understanding that you have options and that, and that means college. Yes. And here's all the many paths of colleges including community college, Mm -hmm. including also potentially trade schools and other paths as well. So Mm -hmm. that if you don't feel like graduating high school, you're ready to go to college Mm -hmm. or want a career that maybe has to be fulfilled with a college degree, understanding those options as well, I think are, is really important. I think understanding the timelines, like, and again, this, this could just be my memory. Like maybe I just don't quite honestly remember, but like as a freshman understanding, like this is, if you want to go to mm-hmm. a university, um, here's the timeline of events, mm-hmm. right. And having more options for college tours and really understanding, uh, what that whole experience could look like understanding that there's financial aid available so mm-hmm. that you're not out the gate. I remember just kind of thinking it felt unavailable to me. Yeah. 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 And that's why I didn't really feel like I was seeking it out for many reasons so many reasons. It just didn't feel available. So I I feel like from staff, just being out there more Mm -hmm. to Misha's point, like not being just behind a desk, Mm -hmm. way back in the back of a building, Mm -hmm. being out there talking, what do you want to do? What do you think? And and then also not having the expectation that in high school, you need to know what you're going to do as a career. Mm -hmm. That's even, I would say more important is really driving home that it's okay in high school and even in college to not know Mm -hmm. exactly what you want to do. You can understand what you're interested in. You can understand what you're good at, um, what you enjoy doing. And maybe that's more of a conversation is with those skills, with those, um, with whatever you may like the most, like what are some really potential career options for Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would kind of be my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really want my nieces and nephews to have a really robust, well-rounded experience, not Mm -hmm. necessarily like have to do this education and this degree. I want them to have internships. I want Mm -hmm. them to like explore. I want them to feel encouraged and feel supported to do all those things. And like you said, not have the stress of feeling like they have to figure it out because you don't mm-hmm. really don't, but I want them just to have like a good experience overall where they feel really prepared to enter the workforce mm-hmm. and have already gained some working skills and yep. transferable skills. So. Cause that's really what it comes yeah. down to. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, if you yes. asked what do you remember of the fourth class you took in college, you're going to be like, no, I don't know. 
you remember the experiences of classes, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to be like, oh yeah, this one class, I learned this one thing and that changed my whole life. It's like, you learned how to be dedicated. You learned how to step up, like to, to your point, be like, oh, now I realize I have a pass. So I'm going to take these early classes and I'm going to load up. Like once you have a clear picture, it's like, this is, this is what I need. Not necessarily like, oh, this class taught me everything I need to know. Yep, I agree. I think college is a really good environment for you to learn good work ethic mm-hmm. and hus- how to hustle mm-hmm. and how to become an adult. And I think Absolutely. That, that's really undervalued. That's a really undervalued part of the college experience. If you, Agreed. If you do, yeah, if, if you do go to college, I think that it's a good opportunity to really just push your child to become an adult and become mm-hmm. independent. Yeah, independence. Absolutely. Yeah, and like knowing that the world is like open to you like studying Mm -hmm. abroad and taking advantage of all those things that you aren't going to get once you graduate. Yeah. Once you start working and you know, now it's a concerted effort to like save money and go Mm -hmm. travel and take time off work. Whereas like you can just go study somewhere for a week, two weeks, six weeks, a summer. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Oh, I want my niece and niece and nephews to do that too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I really hope Jackson studies abroad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be really cool. I agree. I think that's really important. Okay. Well, I think that that I think that's all my questions. Any any uh, parting words? Just don't don't put so much stress on yourself if you're listening yeah. to this and <laughs> you are a parent of a high schooler or you are a high schooler or a college student. Do not put don't put so much stress on yourself. Yeah, you don't agreed. have to have figured out. Even when you're our age and you're in your late thirties, we are all still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, when do you think you figured it out? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I could probably say, I still haven't no. figured it out. I think it's an evolving process. Yeah. But... You get more clear on it, mm-hmm. but it, other, there are other elements to it. You're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, you're in your career for so long like you think about you, the majority of your life you spend working and right so it's like you, to do one job and only one job nobody does that anymore no so your career is no. evolving and it's like you have to you really do have to let it kind of unfold absolutely yeah yeah I think that would be my my parting words too is to like trust that process mm-hmm. trust that not only is it about your the schooling and the credits and the exact like building blocks toward whatever career you you are striving to work toward but it's also who are you meeting along the way mm-hmm. that so much of that shapes so much of what you might do you meet someone in a different career and go wow um i want to i want to think about that i never thought of that before right yeah. or you study abroad and see a different place that you all of a sudden want to live there right like all these different shaping experiences that i think you just have to like holistically let unfold yeah so if you're in high school or college you don't need to know exactly what career you're going to be in exactly where you're going to live like you sh- you should really allow those years to be you know, try to keep them structured in the sense of you, you're heading in a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, not to just say like let it let it all loose, but keep the car on the road. Keep but the like, car on the, the road. Map away. Exactly. Oh, I love this. There yes. We go. yes. Put the map I love away. Yeah. Put the map away. Yeah. And you tr- heard it first. Yep. And trust that there's, you know, life is just funny that way, I yeah. guess. Like looking back, right? You can never really predict your path. But I think all of us can agree that we ended up in the places that we were supposed to end up in at least for now right and that continues to kind of evolve and shape but yeah I think there's a lot of much more pressure today on young adults 
um, in so many different varieties. And I wish we could lift that a little Mm -hmm. bit and really Mm -hmm. just kind of say, enjoy it too. Right. Like let it play out how it's going to play out. There's no one. Keep that car on the road. Yeah. There's no one path. Yep. Everybody's path looks so different and we all end up where we're supposed to end up. But if you try to force yourself to stay on somebody else's path, it's like, it doesn't work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this was so fun. Thanks girls. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Little Counselor Who Could. I really hope you're starting to get a sense of what this podcast is truly about. It's about showing up in a way that is truly authentic to who you are as an educator or a school counselor or a parent or a coworker, whatever you might be. Um, whatever role you might have today or tomorrow. It is really, truly about showing up for the people that need you. And in my line of work, that is students. In Michelle's line of work, that is the women who need help in promoting themselves and feeling confident for asking what they want. And for Brittany, that is about building a career for herself and showing up for her clients and for her family on a daily basis. And so I just want you to take away from this that there is no one path. Like we said, we just got to keep the car on the road. But wherever your car may lead you, may it lead you somewhere great. Until next time, friends. Thank you.